These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hewlett, along with the mighty Favaz, and it's time for another edition of the Keishi Tapes. And Keishi Tapes this week is brought to you by, hey, a sponsor. We got a sponsor. Yay! It's Black Raven, blackravendigital.com. You know, websites are not like the movie Field of Dreams, John. It's not like if you build it, they will come. You got to, you got to, you know, have your business website to get found online. And to do that, it takes strategy, making sure people find you first when they search. Black Raven can help you with that. Start implementing a better SEO plan today with a St. Louis-based team who focuses on connecting you with your users online. Let Black Raven AFC help you today. Just go to BlackRavenDigital.com and reach up today. All right. And today we feature Kirk Hammett, the guitar player from Metallica. This is show 56. They just keep adding up. Now, this is the second time we've featured uh, Kirk Hammett, both interviews done by you. Uh, yes, but I don't. Th- I don't think we featured Kirk before on the uh, Cache tapes. We did. Oh. Uh, we did uh, James Hetfield from Metallica, the the singer. He's the only one. He yeah, he's the only one. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I've got a couple Kirks, but uh, this one was done in two thousand three at the Edward Jones Dome. Um, I think this was, was the night that Limp Biscuit played. It was. Uh, I, I say the name of the tour here, but I, I just remember being really impressed by Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. because it was a huge crowd at the Dome, mm-hmm. and they came out before Metallica. There were a few bands on the bill, and, and I just remember them being real good. But I just also remember you know talking to Kirk Hammett. He's kind of Kind of a strange dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was he was even stranger uh, just a couple of years ago when I interviewed him at Bush Stadium before Metallica played at uh, the, you know Bush Stadium a couple of years ago, which was a great show out in the rain. And um, you know, he's uh, but is, but is he's he kind one... of a quiet guy. Is he kind of a reserved person? Or... Yes, kind of. Yeah, because Lars, because Lars was he'll just get right in your face. He's very outgoing right. and talkative. As is James Hetfield for the yes. most part. But, but uh, Lars is the only guy I've never interviewed. I've never even met him. Yeah. You know, I, I think I've met the others. Mm. He seems so. like a very serious guy. Yeah. He's serious about everything. Well, nothing wrong with that. It's, yeah. That's uh, it's the way he is. Yeah. And he takes his uh, his profession very seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we're going back to 2003 on this interview. The Mighty Favaz and Kirk Hammett of Metallica. Hey, everybody. It's Favaz, and we are in the guts of the Edward Jones Dome, literally, with uh, one of the best guitar players around, Kirk Hammett of Metallica. Kirk, how you doing, man? Pretty goddamn good. Well, good. I'm goddamn good, too. So you're rolling into St. Louis finally for the Summer Sanitary. Yes, we curse, John. You guys use the Lord's name in vain. He, he, he did it first. Yeah, he started it. So if yeah. he does, if one person yeah. does it, you've got to reciprocate. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, I think it's a religious rule. got to show so. you're cool. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the Bible. No, <laughs> no kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let me ask the stupid oblig- obligatory question. How has it been so far? So far, it's been uh, all about a couple interviews, uh, a couple interview requests, uh, about 15 minutes. In other words, I had to take time out to talk to you. (laughs) I'm getting to that. (laughs) Uh, To warm up on my guitar so far, (laughs) I needed about another couple hours. I don't know where that's going to come from. But overall, you know, it's it's been good. (laughs) So you hate doing this right now? No, I don't hate hate (laughs) doing it. It's just that... It, you know, it, it's uh, it's time intensive. You know, it, it, uh, interviews take up time, and there's only so many uh, uh, hours before the show. And you know, there's there's any uh, uh, 
any set amount of things that you have to do before the show just to make sure that the, the show goes well. And it's just all about, you know, just finding the time to do what you have to do. So you're on a very regimented schedule, I would think. It's got to be boom, boom, boom all day long. I basically can't leave uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the perimeters of, of where, you know, our tour manager is or, you know, our, our publicity guys are because, you know, there's, there's interviews to do. There's questions to be asked. Uh, there's future interviews to be scheduled. There's meetings about more publicity and interviews. And, <laughs> you know, it, uh, Lars and I were joking the other day. This is like the interview tour with uh, the occasional gig. <laughs> you can't blame us, though. I mean, I mean, you guys are out finally again, and you are. I mean, I've heard enough people say it, that you're the Led Zeppelin of the next generation. What do you think of that term? That kind of freaks me out because I know uh, what Led Zeppelin mean to me in, in my head. I mean, they were one of the biggest inspirations in, in, in my life. And to, to hear that I have that sort of impact on other people and our band has that sort of impact on other people is a little bit mind-blowing. And, you know, I'm not in the mood to, to have my mind blown right now. So <laughs> I'd rather, like, you know, spend, uh, spend time thinking about, uh, you know, when, where my next interview is going to be coming from. I think that's an accurate uh, description. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're talking to Kirk Hammond of Metallica. St. Anger has uh, reached, I believe, the double platinum status, which is $2 million sold. And I heard a soundbite from you saying it's not radio friendly. It's not. Why isn't it? Uh, there's no, uh, there's no ballads. There's no songs that are that are uh, uh, short enough to go on the radio without us editing them. Uh, there's no uh, girl, girly uh, chick tunes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kidding about that part. No, he's but, not. Uh, you know this. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I don't think he's kidding about no, that. No, I don't think so either. <clears throat> you got to wonder, you know, in that band when they have those type of discussions, what kind of songs they're going to put on their album. Those. Right, those can get heated. I'll bet because oh, there's got to be the temptation because the record company's got to be pressuring them to do something like those those things that he just talked about. Right, you but, know uh, that band's famous for fighting. You know Lars, oh, yeah. Lars and James. Those are two strong-willed people that, you know, I mean that that one video that they put out, some kind of monster, where they showed the uh, the recording of whatever record they were all in therapy. Yeah. at the time, trying to deal with each other's shit. Right. You know? and Dave <laughs> so, Mustaine on top of that, he was a violent son. Yeah, and he, that, that was day. old. That was back in the day. That was, that was older. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, just just uh, in, in things I've seen when when Lars is is talking, like I mentioned earlier, how intense he seems. Mm-hmm. That a guy like that, you're you're probably going to be fighting with from time to time, right? Yeah, yeah. And James Hetfield, he's pretty headstrong as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Album is pretty much the most co- uncompromising thing we we've put out yet. I mean, you know, I wonder how Kirk fits into that mentally, I, I, that whole well, dynamic. It, the, I, whatever the last record was, he had ideas and they just pushed him aside. So he's really not so, that powerful. So he's kind of weak. Yeah, he's, I don't want to say weak. He's meek. Yes. You know, and he just, uh, whatever ideas he has, they may go, oh, that's that's cool. Now let's do what we want to do. And he's the lead yeah. guitarist, too. I mean, there's, a, yeah. there's power that comes with that position, but he doesn't exert it, I guess. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a 100- yeah, The drummer exerts it. Right. That's weird. Yeah. But it's him you know, and James uh, run that show. Yeah, you know, us just raging away at, at, at what we do best. You know, which is 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 playing. Uh, you know, uh, playing our music, and we didn't. Uh, 
we didn't really write anything that that even remotely resembled a, a single this time around, and we were absolutely fine with that. You know, there's been times in the past when nothing showed up on the radar that was you know, uh, you know, radio friendly at all, and then all of a sudden there all of a sudden something showed up and it looked like it could have been a radio song, you know, and we kind of like steered in that direction. But I mean, this time around, there hasn't been anything like that, and we haven't really steered anything into that sort of direction. Uh, and, and so, you know, having said that, I think uh, this album is is completely for the art of it. And you can, after all these years, you've earned that right. Sonically, though, it's really different too. The way it was recorded, the sound of Lars's drums. I, I guess that was a conscious effort, also. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. W- all our albums had had a, a certain kind of drum sound, you know, uh, unique to that album. Sometimes, sometimes not. We wanted to go somewhere completely different, and we we uh, we decided that you know we're gonna just walk away from everything we've done in the past, and we did that on a bunch of, of different levels. And one of the levels uh, that we did that with was the drum sound. I mean. Uh, I like the, the the way Lars's sound drum uh, Lars's drums sound because it's so unique and I think it it it, uh, it actually serves the song somewhat. And know? if I say something bad about Lars, I'll get my ass kicked. <laughs> well, do you do you remember the shit that they got for this record, the Saint Anger record? I mean, it was just because it's not radio friendly. Yes, you know, people heard it, and you know, the the, the Metallica fan that that jumped on board, you know, in the '90s, maybe they absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, well, nothing know, really did come off the album. Not right? really. I mean, Saint Anger. I, I'd have to pull up the the discography and see the track listing, but I remember Saint Anger as the as the lead track. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh. I don't think that it, 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 that it, uh, uh, that uh, you know to fixate on something like a, a, a drum sound for the overall experience is is really uh, uh, helping helping yourself when you're listening to it. I mean, this the uh, this uh, this album is. Hey, wait one second. Hey, shut up! <laughs> shut up! That means you guys go somewhere else. God damn it! I'm trying to do a goddamn radio interview. <laughs> Lars just walked in the room. <clears throat> Lars. What, what is so important? What did you have to actually say to anybody? Uh, oh, we're just talking about the drum sound. Nothing really important. <laughs> That's original. <laughs> do you remember this? Do you remember I, this happening? I, I don't remember that happening. You're kidding so me. So Lars just stepped in and said, "That's original or whatever." Yeah. No, I don't. Wow, I don't. You're, that's the look on Favaz's face right now, folks. He's, he's just stunned <laughs> that that just happened. Oh wow. my gosh, that's great. <laughs> that was great. Um, Sorry, I'll, I'll, everyone. That's good. We'll trade off. All right. Hey, I had to, I had uh, some listeners call in and give me some questions for you. Cause... Wait, wait, wait. I haven't even said, I haven't even finished. What oh, yes, we weren't finished. See, we were distracted. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for, uh, this album is supposed to be like, you know, a, a, an experience, song by song. There's a lot of different elements to this album. But to fixate on one element, like the drum sound, it, you know, and, and using that element as a reason not to listen to all to the album as a whole, I think I believe is cheating yourself. You know, it's a classic case of not you know not seeing the forest because of the trees. And you know, I know a lot of people are, are challenged by the drum sound, but it's not all about the drum sound. It's all about the songs and and you know the the creative input. 
It's all about the music, man. All right. So anyway, I had some listeners call in and uh, give me some questions for you. One listener wanted to know, what song do you consider to be your anthem? <laughs> Our anthem. Yeah, Wow, that's that's a hard one, you know, because I know I'll throw some song out there, and then someone will instantly jump up, and say, jump up and say, "Well, what about this song?" Well, of course. But. You know, I I I would have to say, you know, uh, let me say, I'll say one. Okay, one. Yeah. You know, that's a great great. Answer. I still feel that way. At first, I think he. He was thinking you were going to just say, "Oh, I got one." No, no, the actual <laughs> song. You know, someone might say "Seek and Destroy," someone might say "Enter Sandman." You know, someone might say "Fuel." But what does Kirk Hammett say? You know, that's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I was getting to. Give it's like, it come to on, us. just answer the goddamn question. Yeah, I wonder why he'd be so sensitive. about I don't know. That. Uh, uh, that's a one? really, really difficult question. That's a good one. See, and I didn't, I didn't even come up with it. So. Uh, you know, damn. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, at, at this point of time, you know, I, I, I really think that saying anger Ugh. could be called our anthem because it encapsulates. Oh, no. No, saying anger is not, not the, your anthem. I guarantee was, you it's not your anthem, Kurt. That was the PR answer oh. right there. All right, what are we pushing right now? Let's say saying anger. <laughs> and I looked on the record. I just looked on the discography. There was nothing. Nothing, else on there, nothing came mm. off that album. No, 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 well, I shouldn't say. I mean, there's plenty of music on it, but right, nothing, yeah. nothing uh, memorable. Saint Anger was it. Yeah, I just remember being angry. Relates so uh, much of what we went through in the past couple of years. You know, it really, it, it's really fitting in that it, uh, it encapsulates all the feelings and and all the anger, anger and all the frustration that that uh, we went through. In the last couple of years, and you know, to me, saying anger is 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 the anthem that 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 best uh, 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 fits you know our 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 triumph over adversity. The Napster stuff. Do you think that has hurt you at all? Oh yes. Explain to the Napster stuff to people who might not. So they hated the uh, uh, music being shared. You know, Napster. You know, was a leader. Pretty much, and you could get free music. Yeah, free music. You could get these artists' music without paying for them. Right. And I they thought wanted that, to be paid. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah. Did you? No. I, I, I At the time, I don't remember. I, I don't know. Well, you know, the internet was kind of new, and, yeah. and, and uh, getting music on the internet was a new thing, and people were excited about it, and oh, all this music sharing, and, and they were forgetting, hey, wait a minute, uh, the artist needs to get paid for this, but people didn't care, right. because I the think, internet was so so liberating. But, but I think also they looked at bands like Metallica, you don't need the money, but the typical yeah. band that's out that's, there, they need the money, that, that's the, because that's, that's how they make their, you know, that's how they pay their bills. That's right. Well, not yeah. only that, but I mean, uh, uh, they, they came up with this this art and they deserve to be paid on it no matter when it's purchased no matter who purchases it for the rest of their lives yeah. and on to infinity that's the way we do that and uh, we we work things out here in this country or else we're gonna like be like china we're like china where intellectual property means nothing right is that what you want right. i don't think so mm -hmm. uh oh getting on my <laughs> soapbox here. step down yeah Oh, and speaking of the Internet, hey, do you know our sponsor is Black Raven, and Black Raven is on the Internet. You know, every business needs a good website, not just to make 
them look good, but because, well, your clients, your customers, and your potential hires, they're all online, so you got to look good in front of them, right? Well, they need to find you, and more than that, they need to, to see your brand shine and make a real connection with you through their through your website. And you can do that with the help of Black Raven. If you aren't making a difference to the people that you're trying to reach, or worse, your site is too slow, doesn't connect properly, or is hard to use by your team. So let Black Raven Get this all working for you and for your company so you can make more money. Go to BlackRavenDigital.com and reach up today. That's BlackRavenDigital.com. Back to the interview with Favaz and Kirk Hammett. Kirk? I don't think so. You know, I think the Napster thing uh, in the long run hasn't hurt us. Maybe in the short run it did hurt us, but in the long run I don't think it think it has. I, uh, you know, I honestly think that, that uh, you know, the issue itself, online piracy, is still... It needs to be resolved, though. True. All right. Well, that's about it, I think. Kirk, thanks for joining us, man. And have a great show tonight. And uh, it's always good to see Metallica back in St. Louis. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Curry Hammett right there, 2003 with Favaz. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I I find myself uh, thinking back on the catalog of Metallica's music. Much of it I like. Uh, Like Again, that album just doesn't stand out to me. Nothing comes off that album that really... um, gets my attention so and uh, i was just telling you that i saw metallica with my my who is now 15 year old uh son but i guess he was 13 because every kid needs to see metallica that's why i took yeah. him so i'm at bush stadium just a couple of years ago right. and they were outstanding yeah I just was there. a huge production you were there it rained which kind of sucked but uh it was sold out there was, you know, 50,000 people there, and it was a tremendous show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he had a delayed start, as I remember. Yeah, remember because that? they were There's... building the canopy over Lars so yeah. they could play in the rain. Yeah. You know, and that's what took so long. And I also remember that show being too loud for me. It yep. was brutally Where, where did loud. you watch the show from? I was, uh, well, initially I was in uh, my, my PA announcing yeah. booth. You know, uh-huh. I had some glass, had a little glass uh, buffer. Right. But then when I went downstairs and I was right behind home plate area, I couldn't believe how loud it was. I mean, I really had to take precautions. I had to black put really? stuff in my ears, man. You didn't think so? No, I I, I kind of remember it being loud, but I've never, I, I've never thought that yeah. that show that I had to wear protection, well, so to speak. Mm. Um, <clears throat> didn't he almost get killed in that bus crash too? Kirk? Yeah, I think he was like uh, where where uh, Burton ended Cliff up Burton. being. Clinton, I'm he, not sure. I thought I remember hearing something about that. So yeah, I think he's lucky to be alive. After that whole situation, but uh, hey, he's been in the band what thirty thirty something years Some now, years, right? Man. I mean, he's been there for a long time, yeah, and so he's um, getting along with them. And I just think he's one of those dudes. He seems like he's led the life, and it's kind of <clears throat> affected him in a way. The way that he speaks, because you know, I interviewed him just a couple of years ago at Bush Stadium, and he seemed more out of it than he did there. Really? You know, like if you if you listen to it there, you would think a couple times he just sounds kind of like yeah. spacey, you know? Yeah. I, I I thought that this interview that I did uh, just a couple of years ago was even more so. Really? I did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd like to hear that eventually yeah. on Casey Tapes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Favaz. Thank you, Favaz. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at STLUman and on uh, Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And I'm Favaz, and uh, we'll see you on the radio if I don't see you on the podcast. The Casey Tapes brought to you by Black Raven. Thanks for listening. Adios, my friend. AMF, Johnny. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. 
this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.